Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience and almost daily podcast about anything and everything weather, science, general science, astronomy. I'm going to talk a lot about astronomy today and even off-topic items from time to time. My goal, though, is to always make these topics interesting, and I hope they are. I'm your host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 16 for Monday, October 22, 2018. Well, before we dig into the astronomy handbook tonight and what I think is going to be an interesting topic, we're going to deal first of all with the fall foliage because I've had just a ton of people on social media asking me about the fall foliage. Why is it green so long? And why is it not changing color? When, in fact, it is changing color, it's just doing it much more slowly for very specific reasons, and we'll get into all of that in just a bit. But the first thing I want to tackle is to make sure everybody understands why the leaves change color and why they fall off the tree. The tree is getting ready for winter. Uh, because uh, the the leaf and the chlorophyll, the production, it can't really happen when temperatures are so cold uh, because water freezes. There's a lot of water in the leaf. Uh, and the way the tree was designed, uh, deciduous trees, the trees that lose their leaves in the winter, basically they shed all of that so that the tree can go into kind of a hibernation. And that happens when there's not enough light. The light is the trigger. Not temperature, not soil moisture, the light, the decreasing amount of uh, sunlight. And the tree and different trees will start changing at uh, different uh, intervals, but it is the essentially the bottom line, the reduction of light. As the amount of light gets shorter and shorter, smaller and smaller, as we go into longer and longer nights now that we are past the equinox, which is roughly September 22nd. So we've got the the first trigger, the main trigger. Now here's where temperature and soil moisture come into play. Temperature can either accelerate or decelerate the process by which the tree starts to shut down its chlorophyll factories. Now this year, in early October, it was very, very warm for the first 10 days of the month. And what that does is it encourages those trees, hey, why don't you keep those factories going for a little bit longer? And the tree obliges because it's it, the temperature isn't falling. Now it knows that even if it stayed at 80 degrees year-round, it would still lose its leaves eventually. But because of the temperature, it encourages those chlorophyll factories to kind of keep going a little bit longer, produce a little more food for the tree before it shuts down for the winter. Soil moisture also plays a part in that process. Uh, not enough uh, soil moisture and you will get uh, some dull color. In other words, we'll go from the greens to almost, in some cases, brown, what we call brown and down, uh, when there's just not enough moisture. The leaves may also try to exhibit some color 
early if there is not a lot of moisture in the ground, uh, only because the tree is trying to preserve itself. If it notices that, hey, there's not enough moisture, we're in a drought, I'm going to shut down my chlorophyll factory early this year. And that's why in a drought period, you'll start to see some trees uh, kind of uh, go through this process a little earlier with some color and sometimes without. And uh, just enough moisture and the leaf will be brilliant along with the right temperature profile. Uh, then the the leaf will be uh, quite brilliant and you'll have these wonderful displays that uh, are simply breathtaking. We're nowhere near that this year because of the warm October. Uh, in many cases, we're going to go from green to brown and drop or brown and down. And uh, there are pockets where some color is trying to spring out. However, you will have to look for them this year much more intently than you would normally. Normally, it's just out and about everywhere, and it's ubiquitous. It's uh, surrounding you. This year, not so much. Uh, so get out there this weekend. It'll probably be a near-peak weekend coming up, but you're going to have to be very intentional uh, as to where you go and try to seek out some of that color. Some of your favorite spots might have a little color, uh, and again, you're going to have to be a little more intent and a little more deliberate in looking around for that uh, wonderful fall foliage color. Not a particularly great year, but at least you'll always get something at this time of year. All right. The next thing I want to talk to you about is the planet Venus. Do you remember that Venus was in the evening sky for much of the spring, summer, and early fall? Have you noticed in the recent uh, evening sky that Venus is now absent? That is because uh, in its orbit around the sun and in our orbit around the sun, Venus is uh, beginning to uh, go into its inferior conjunction. In other words, it's passing almost in front of the sun. And its position is so close to the sun that we simply cannot see it anymore. And it is basically hiding near the sun. Now, there are some telescopes that can actually pick it out. It's very dangerous to do. I don't recommend it. Uh, leave it to the professionals with uh, those high-tech uh, gizmos at planetariums that can literally point it at the sky. And you can see Venus during the day very close to the sun. But uh, rely on these telescopes and the professionals that have equipment that can deal with that kind of thing. But to the average, everyday human, it's gone from view. Where is it going? Well, it's transitioning, and it will emerge in the morning sky here very, very soon. And I would suspect that uh, sometime in the first seven days of November, if you are an early riser, you're going to start seeing this very bright object in the eastern sky very close to the time when sunrise is happening, maybe 30 minutes before sunrise. Start checking it out in the eastern sky. And essentially, uh, from Thanksgiving uh, until uh, probably sometime in the spring or summer of 2019, it will be a morning sky object. Here are some stats as we wait for Venus to make its morning entry. Uh, the greatest elongation, in other words, the greatest altitude away from the sun that it will be, will be on January the 6th, 2019. So the rise uh, 
every morning will be very, very quick. And you're going to see it uh, as a morning star for Thanksgiving. You're going to see it as a morning star for Christmas and certainly into early uh, 2019. Um, It will be rising in the eastern sky on January the 6th, which is the greatest uh, altitude or distance or elongation away from the sun. It'll rise in the eastern sky at 410 in the morning. And just remember, sunrise in the winter is pretty late. Sunrise here is going to be about 7.52. So you'll have about three hours of Venus in the sky in early January and very, very bright, too. By the way, it'll be at its greatest brightness in the eastern sky on November the 29th, exactly one week after Thanksgiving. So there are some stats for you. I hope you find that interesting, and I'll try to put some of that on my uh, my website, weatherjazz.com, so that you uh, have that in print for those of you that like to look for Venus in the eastern sky. One more bit of astronomical information before we close for tonight, and that is the International Space Station. Uh, you've not uh, heard me really recently talking about the International Space Station uh, having evening passes. That's because right now it's in its orbit that favors early morning passes before sunrise. And uh, because I go to bed around 1 o'clock in the morning and stay in bed until about 9 in most cases, um, I'm going to miss a lot of them. But very, very soon... The visible passes will move back over to the evening side. And the first one that I see, according to current calculations, uh, will be on Thanksgiving Day, November the 22nd. And uh, it will be kind of a low pass. It will go up in altitude about 21 uh, degrees, maybe a third of the way up uh, in the south uh, southeast sky. Uh, but, of course, all of these numbers can change. You've got to remember that they're constantly adjusting the orbit of the International Space Station, and these numbers are preliminary. Uh, so this just gives you kind of a rough idea that we won't start seeing the International Space Station uh, pass overhead in the evening until somewhere around Thanksgiving of this year. Naturally, when that starts to happen, we'll give you more information, and we'll let you know right here on weather jazz in the meantime we are in a cool pattern without a doubt uh the coolest of the cool was on sunday and uh, now today monday marks the 11th day that we've been below normal and uh, the longest stretch uh, for that uh, period of time where it was colder than normal uh, colder than the departure for the season we got to go all the way back to march to find that and all we'll need is another day or two and we'll have the longest below normal period in calendar year 2018 that will happen later this week and could easily extend into the end of october and just imagine that'll be about a 20 to 21 day period that's a an extraordinary long period for a pattern to hold on uh, for such a long time It'll also do one more thing, and this is uh, something I may have mentioned on an earlier podcast. The first 10 to 11 days of October, way, way off the charts, warmer than normal except for one day, and that was the 5th of October, and that was normal. The rest of them, wildly above normal. 
And, of course, we chatted a little bit about that, talking about photosynthesis and the trees being encouraged to keep those uh, chlorophyll factories going. Uh, And that meant that for the first 11 days of October, we were 12 degrees above normal on average. That's huge. Anything plus or minus 2 is considered to be outside the normal range. To be plus 12 is really outside the norm by a factor of 6. So now that we're in this cold spell, it's been eating away at the surplus for the first 10 days. And right now we're about 4 degrees above normal. And I suspect that once we get to October the 31st, that uh, when you average everything out, our October, at least on paper, is going to average right at normal. Very, very close. We'll see where it ends up at the end of the month. We'll have uh, an update for you as we approach the middle of next week, which is October the 31st. Well, have a good night, everybody. And uh, remember, subscribe if you are uh, subscribing to this podcast or listening to this podcast via your favorite podcast app or simply bookmark weatherjazz.com. And that's where I'll have more information about each episode for those uh, that would like something in print. In the meantime, be good to yourself and we'll see you next time right here on Weather Jazz. Thank you.